Hey, YouTube and podcast listeners, Gene Valdez here. Welcome once again to See You at a Rainmaker. Before I start today, like always, I would like to ask you a small favor. If you're viewing the show from YouTube, please press the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're on the podcast side, please give today's show a five-star rating and download it. This is the easiest way to help promote the show, and it will allow me to connect with as many small business owners as possible, which is the reason why I started this podcast. How would you like to win a million-dollar government contract? If your answer is yes, keep on listening. My guest today, Carla Gonzalez, is an expert in this subject. Carla is the Assistant Director of the Inland Empire Small Business Development Center and a business professor at Cal State University in San Bernardino. So, hi, Carla. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Um, Carla, I thought before we get into the nuts and bolts of contracting, can you kind of just give me a general overview of the SPDC program, what it does, what it costs, and who runs it, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, no problem. So I'm part of the Inland Empire SPDC. We belong to the Orange County Inland Empire SPDC network. Um, our particular Inland Empire SPDC serves Riverside and San Bernardino County. We are funded by various different partners that include the SBA, which is the Small Business Administration, our federal agency, sure. um, California Governor's Office of Business and Economic Development, as well as our local cities and counties like County of San Bernardino and County of Riverside. So we have a lot of different funding partners. And because of that, all of our services are at no cost to the client, whether wow. they now, whether they're entrepreneurs barely wanting to start or established businesses or maybe wanting to exit their business, um, we are no cost to them. So they're never going to get a bill from us or an invoice. Um, we're here to assist them every step of the way. So we have access to about 100 consultants in the network. Um, 100 consultants? Correct. Wow. And, and before I touch on that, let me just back up a little bit, too. Um, and and I, I neglected to say this. We are hosted. Um, by the Inland Empire Center for Entrepreneurship through Cal State San Bernardino, through the Jack Beach Brown Hall um, School of Entrepreneurship. So we have a lot of different moving parts. Um, sure. But as I was stating earlier, we have about 100 consultants in our network. Uh, the IE, about 25, all with different backgrounds and expertise. So whether you are wanting to help, get help with the business plan, help with just kind of figure out how to scale your business up, maybe need help in marketing, um, the big trend AI and chat GPT for your business, financing, contracting. So we have different consultants that have different expertise. So we will do an initial assessment of your business, see where, you, where you're at, what your needs are, maybe discover needs or issues that you didn't know you had. Um, can you just kind of put them on the back burner? So we go through that whole discovery process with you. And then we place you with the correct one of us. And it might be one of us or it might be two of us or three of us, depending on what you need. Uh, for example, if you need government contracting, you would come to me or someone on my team. But if you say, oh, I also need marketing help, that's out of my wheelhouse. So I would bring in that marketing expert as well. So um, we're at, we're all free to you and we're unlimited. Um, the only thing that we do ask in return from our client is if you have a success, <clears throat> whether you increase your sales, you hired somebody, you started your business through the through our services, let us know. 
so that we're able to document that on our site. But other than that, we don't charge you anything. We have a lot of different webinars and live workshops going on at all times in all the counties that we serve in cities. Just yesterday, we were in Menifee. We had a digital marketing class. The day before that, we were in Myrtle Valley. So we've traveled our classes. So you're able to hop into them in person, online, or if they're hybrid, either or. Um, and they're available there to you in different areas of topics. And the majority of the speakers are our own consultants. So you'll be able to actually hear them and hear what they have to say on that given topic. That's wonderful. So, um, so Carla, uh, in this post-COVID era, <laughs> I'm assuming that the interactions with the SPDC consultants and advisors, this is remote or face-to-face or it just depends? Um, it's both, actually. So we still offer Zoom appointments for our clients. Um, and you don't have to be in our counties to be seen by us. We have clients oh. actually spread out through the whole U.S. Um, and okay, SPDC, great, great. Yeah, and SPDCs are a national program. So if you want to know about your local SPDC, reach out to us and I'll connect you to that local SPDC. But to your question, Gene, yes. So we do Zoom appointments, but we also have in-office hours as well. So we do have offices spread out through both counties, San Bernardino and Riverside. I myself, for example, work out of the Temecula office, out of Riverside office, and out of Menifee office. I have other consultants. I work out of Rancho, Ontario, San Bernardino, Moreno Valley, et cetera. So you are able to meet one-on-one face-to-face with an actual consultant as well, too. That's great. That's great. That's wonderful. So um, so this, <laughs> if we can transition now to government contracting, I guess my first question, Carla, because it's just hot in the news right now that uh, Congress is trying to balance the budget um, in, you know, in simple language. Is, is the government run out of money? Are they still buying stuff from the small business sector? So the government is the biggest purchaser of all of all products and services. Sure. So I will tell you, unique to our SBDC out of our network, we do have a center for contracting. Um, and that center for contracting was created because we did have a demand of many clients wanting to get assistance to get into government contracting. Okay. Uh, I didn't know where to start. But I would also like just to add that you have to go beyond the word government and you really have to break down who you're talking about because government to you may mean federal and to others, it may be state and to others, it may be local municipalities. So there's sure. different lanes to hop into. But yes, okay. there are people buying. So they're fine. They still got the money. Because if they do, right. they run out. They could just go in their backyard and, and print more money and whatever they need. So <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if we all had a money tree like that called the Treasury? So so I know this is a vast subject, but if I'm um, if I'm Joe Q owner out there and I want to at least investigate the possibility of giving of getting a small business contract whether i provide services or products and let's say i go with you i make an appointment to see you is there some basic steps that you would recommend that are mandatory that they have to go through and and what would those be so typically so out of our center for contracting there's six of us um out of us six we all have different backgrounds in contracting Now, in order for you to see somebody on the contracting team, the biggest thing we ask is that you are in business. Um, You have to have a legal business, obviously. So that goes back to my regular team that can help you get that business set up, making sure you're compliant with everything. And by compliance, you may think you have your business set up legally, 
but it may not. You might be missing if you're a corporation, your statement of information, or you never opened up your business bank account. You never pulled out your city license. So all those things in the background need to be done in order to start thinking and considering going into contact. We do recommend you meet with our, our initial intake specialist first. Yeah, gotcha. No. So let's say I have all that. Then what would you say? What's what's my what's your next step? This, what's my next step, Carla? I'm I'm Gene, and I want to get some of that government pie, federal government. So we look at it from four different buckets, and the, those are our four core buckets of assistance, which is the research bucket, um, certification capability statements, contracting, actually bidding, and then managing the contract. So our first bucket that we would go through, if you're ready to go, is research. I call it the who cares? Who do you want to do business with? And what do they care about? How do they buy? Because you might think you want to go in one particular lane. And what you thought is the way they buy is not what it is in reality. So we have to see, for example, let's just say you're selling reams of paper, let's just say. Okay. Okay. For the federal government, do they buy it off GSA or do they put an RFP out? And take okay. it even a step further, do you even know what RFP stands for or what GSA is? Yes. So yes. we try to, yeah, so <laughs> to educate you through that process. It's the, the discovery process. Or maybe you can come in and gung-ho and says, I really want to sell to the federal government. This is what I have. But in our research of what they've bought in the past, we don't see that. So then we question and go, well, you know what? The feds aren't buying this particular thing that you serve, but my state of California is or my city of XYZ so ah, like okay. the discovery process, and that's why we call it the who cares, is finding out who you want to do business with and what do they care about? You know, what are they buying? How are they buying? How are they putting it out? Um, so we try to go through that process by, like I said, the discovery, finding out what your industry codes are, researching to see if they've bought that particular product or service. We're able to pull market research based on NAICS codes for you at the federal level. At the state level, they have an awesome website. You can go in there and look at past purchases. So we can do that research so that you don't waste your time going on this rabbit hole if they're not procuring what it is you buy or buy you provide. Got it. Great answer. So let me ask, uh, let me be the devil's advocate here. Let's suppose the small business is involved in some kind of cutting edge technology that the government has historically never purchased before but should, because there's a compelling business case that they should, is it possible that they could educate through you, through through your consultants, the government like, well, you never bought this before, but you should consider this, and this is why, because I'm selling it to the private sector, and I'm also want to expand into the government market. Is that a possibility? It is, but it's hard. It's not yeah. something that we can just go knock on a door and go, hey, let's have a meeting and talk about it. Um, so it it does take a lot of due diligence, finding out, once again, what federal agencies, because it's not just one federal agency. There's massive departments with, under the feds. Sure, office. sure. Figuring out which one of those would be the one that should be using your particular product or services. Seeing if they have some sort of a procurement officer or a liaison that we can connect to to educate them about what it is you do, what you're able to provide, and see if there is somebody within that, that agency that we can talk to. With that said, we would also tap into what's called the APEX, formerly known as PTAX. Um, they will also help with federal contracting. So they have, I would say, 
another door that they can open that we can't. So we partner with the Apexes. They're free as well. We're all free resources that we don't compete. So we bring in our other partners to say, hey, this is what they have. Who do we think at the federal agency can take advantage of this? But I will say, Gene, as a business owner, you also have to put your part into it. It's not going to fall in your lap. You have to be persistent. Um, you have to really know what it is you're selling and your pitch and it convince them why this is why this new technology is needed. Uh, if they have networking events, which they do on in San Diego, they have Navy Gold Coast and other events like that. Those are opportunities for you to put your face in front of these different officers. Um, SBA also on their website has a list of procurement um, officers from the SBA that are in charge of certain federal agencies for the small businesses. So there's different avenues. I just yeah. won't say that it's an easy, it's not an easy task. Right. But but that's part of your role is to help somebody navigate through that whole process. Correct. So I'm not an expert on government contracting by any means, uh, Carla, but um, so if you're a small business owner, are you contracting directly with the federal government for whatever the service or product is, or might you be a sub to a general contractor who has been awarded a federal contract? Is there a difference? And does that put a different spin on it? So that there is a difference, and there can it can be either or. You can be a sub, or you can be the prime. I will tell you, I preach this in all my classes with my with my entrepreneurs. Is if you're barely getting into government contracting or any kind of contracting, whether it's government, federal, state, etc., subcontracting is not a bad thing. I tell everybody, don't be greedy and try to go after the big fish. If sure. you're subcontracting, is a good tool for you to get your feet wet get into it as an easier process because you're not the one dealing directly with the big agency. You're only the subcontractor to that prime that's going to be holding that contract. So subcontracting is highly encouraged. And in that same sense, if we get into contracting, depending on who we're talking about, if they have, for example, certification preferences, whether you're minority-owned, woman-owned, disabled veteran, X, Y, and Z, as a subcontractor, that still counts. So you don't have to be the prime to be able to take advantage of some of those designations as well. So I'm a big pusher for, for subcontracting. I tell everybody, you're only as strong as your network. You can't go at it by yourself. If you truly sure. roll your business, you need to subcontract. You need to get yourself aligned with the right types of businesses that can help you scale your business up because you're not going to do it by yourself. So in, essence, in that essence, um, or excuse me, in that sense, uh, it's almost a dual marketing job. And not only do you want ultimately uh, do business with the government, but the conduit, which is the general of the prime, you have to sell your virtues to that entity as well, because I'm sure they probably have their pre preferred list of subs that they like to use. And if they've never heard of you, you got to get on that list. Correct. And and when we tell our clients, and when we say contracted, I'm not just talking construction. It can be sure. you know, a supplier of goods. Um, I will tell you a lot of the different databases, whether it's on the state level, even some of your cities, other municipalities, they will post the bid opportunity, but there's going to be an extra tab or function that you can see 
who else is bidding it? So one, you can go market to them directly if you can't do the whole contract yourself, but they also have the extra option sometimes of placing your own ad. So you're able to place your ad in there as a subcontractor looking for a prime contractor. So there's different ways to market yourself, which is out of the box. So if you see an opportunity like, hey, I can really, I can do a portion of this. It might be too big for me to take on, but I can do this one little section of it. Market to those that are bidding it. If there's a pre-bid meeting, go to it because the winner is going to be in that room. If they give you the option to post your ad, post your ad, reach out to these different entities. Okay. So most of your clients that are engaged in government contracting, um, is the process or do they limit in their mind or do you advise to them that they should narrow their geographic footprint? Let's say that if they're a, a company in California, um, should it should it be is it advisable to bid on contracts where they would be nationally uh, or keep to their certain area or is even is it even relevant where they were headquartered? It really depends on the size of the business and what their capacity is, obviously. So mm-hmm. if you've been in business, I would say a couple of years successful, have you know, generating sufficient revenue and you are able to service nationwide, then by all means, let's start looking at those bigger contracts that are beyond your local radius. But if you are brand new thinking, do I even want to do this? Is it worth my time? Then I normally recommend, let's start you off smaller. Let's start you off at the local markets. Let's see what the cities are doing, what the county are doing, what the state is doing. Because with the state, you can break it down by counties. Um, Seeing what opportunities are there, because sometimes that, that market is easier to get to than going to, say, my feds or corporate. So we really just have to analyze where you're at and assess where is going to be, where you're going to have more success. And that goes back to the research bucket is looking at what are they buying? How often are they buying? If you sell, for example, back to that example, and we say city XYZ, yeah, they they contract that out, but it's not for three years. Every year they contract it out. Okay, we're not going to bother knocking on that door right now because there's still two years left on that contract. So it's really doing that research and and understanding because contracting can, can be a main and you want to make sure you know what is available to you, who you want to go after. Because we get a lot of times clients would be like, will you tell me who I need to sell to? Or tell me what I need to sell. No, you need to define your market and you need to know what it is you're able to provide. But again, as we've said, at least there's always one of your consultants holding their hand, navigating the process. They don't have to be experts. No. They're, over time, they're going to learn but they're going to lean on you for even the most simplest questions. So, which I think is great because um, there are so much money, as you know, spent at the federal state and municipal level that people aren't even aware of. And it's right in their wheelhouse. They're good at it. It's just, they don't know how to do it or they don't think it's for them, which I think is, um, I guess somewhat disappointing, but you know, it's, you gravitate to what you feel comfortable with. Correct. So, um, what, what seems to be happening in the horizon as far as new products and new services that the government is now purchasing? What are they interested in now? Whether it's state, local, or or municipal. I will say construction. What are some hot areas? Construction is always a hot one, obviously. There's there's okay. something going up. Where, and at any different level, whether it's state level, 
whether it's federal level, construction is always a hockey and not just general construction, but I would say any of your supporting contractors as well, whether they're, um, you know, plumbers, framers, painters, anything of the subcontracting category, those are also, those are the hot ones right now. Contracting is always going to be the the one that's always going to be busy. What I see a lot also right now is a lot of janitorial work also. Oh, really? Okay. uh, So janitorial can be something that can be lucrative as well. So you can see that at the city levels, at the state levels, even at the federal level as well. I also see a lot of professional services. So a lot of IT, consulting, and consulting can be a various different, you know, amount of different things. You mean the government doesn't know everything about everything and they need people to tell them? (laughs) No. They contract everything out. So I would tell clients, don't think what you do is not something they will buy. Um, let's research it because at one point they probably have. I mean, California is, I think, what the fifth or sixth largest economy. You yeah. know, they're they, they and they just so you know as well, the state of California through AB 2019, they're mandating now that they spend 25% of their spending contracting dollars with certified small businesses. So for every every dollar that California contracts out, a quarter of that has to go to a certified small business. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Um okay. So, Carla, we talked a lot about a lot of stuff so far, and you've been just a wealth of information. If there was one or two or three pieces of advice today that you would want to leave with the audience, I mean, I know there's a lot, and maybe it's not fair to ask you this question, but what are the, the, the most important one to two, three things that you would like the audience to take with them after to your, the show with you today? I would say first is really understanding your product and service and where it fits into contracting. So that research arm of it. Um, and we which have they can do with you, which they exactly. can do with you. Okay. Things that can help you with that. Secondly, with that is also, this is the one I see more often than not. If you are truly wanting to get into contracting, make sure you have sufficient capital to float you. Um, because getting a contract can be the best thing or it can be the worst thing. Keep in mind, these don't pay for net 30, net 60, maybe net 90. So just make sure you're well capitalized so that you're able to sustain that. And once again, we can help with that in the office. We do have a finance center. And then lastly is be persistent. Don't give up because it's not going to happen overnight. But you have to put in your, your heart and soul into it as well. So what I mean is... We have a lot of different expos and events, business matchmaking. You might, oh, I'm not ready for that. Put yourself yeah. out there. You need to connect because you may not get the main contract, but there might be subbing contracting opportunities for you there. And by doing that, you're putting yourself in that world. And with that said, as a tagline is, you also want to make sure that you have a capability statement done, which is your one-page marketing page that you take out to these different events. And also see, depending on what lane you want to go through, whether it's state, federal, utilities, you know, whoever, if they require you to be certified, get those certifications because it's easier to get them now versus, hey, I need it tomorrow because they don't process that fast. Okay. Okay. So don't lean, don't lean 100% on the SPDC and Carla Gonzalez. You got to do your bit too. Correct. We're in this together. I got a team of six, and I call us your Avengers, so we will not let you sit by yourself. We are behind you, you have to bring it in. All right. Well, Carla, thank you so much for your time. Um, if, you, I, if you don't mind, I'd like to leave your contact information uh, on the show notes, 
and they can see on YouTube your the logo for the SPDC program, which I think is a wonderful program. And their SPDC is in every state, right? Correct. It is a nationwide program. So depending okay. on where you're located, there's going to be an SPDC somewhere near you. Okay. Well, listen, I thank you again for your time, Carla, and I hope to see you soon. And uh, again, thanks so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. So listeners, thank you so much for joining me on CDO to Rainmaker today for more similar contact content. Please subscribe to my YouTube and podcast channels if you haven't done so already. You can also follow us on all of the other major social media sites. Before I sign off, I would like to thank my corporate donors, the Small Business Development Center of Orange County and the Inland Empire Center for Entrepreneurship, California State University of San Bernardino, of which Carl is part of. Have a great day, and I will see you in two weeks. Bye-bye now.